Hello and welcome to the Sports Plus Show with Baker, Big D, and Joe. This is a radio program that airs every Saturday at 11 Eastern on WXOJ Valley Free Radio in Springfield, Massachusetts. It is by theme a sports show, but you don't have to be a sports enthusiast to enjoy it and appreciate it. So we hope you do. Thanks for listening. And good morning. Welcome to the Sports Plus Show with Baker, Big D, and Joe. So I'm coming to you from Northampton, Mass. Uh, Matt, you uh, uh, in there in Agawam? Is that Matt? You're muted right now. We're having our Zoom. I'll go to Joe first. Um, Joe, uh, how are things in Portland? Finally calming down a little bit, uh, both with respect to the wildfire smoke. We got a few days of rain, and it seems to have tamped down most of it. Some of the smoke's back in the air, and the you know the the chaos and the federal troop invasion all seems to be sort of thinning out a little bit. Um, good news. I, I, what I, what I would like to say is right off the top and, and, you know, we're taping this Saturday morning. The, the news yesterday was full of news of the president contracting coronavirus along with his wife. Oh, really? I didn't hear anything about you, that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many rocks were you buried under? <laughs> oh, yeah. Breaking news 24 hours later, but what, what I was, and you know, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago in a different context where I just, it's, it's not good form to celebrate these types of misfortunes, no, no. matter how much he may have brought this on himself with his handling of the crisis, no matter how much I may object to his existence and his performance and his demeanor. I, the last thing I'm going to do is celebrate the fact that someone got this, this virus. And, you know, I had it, it was excruciating for three weeks. I, I would not wish that on the person who I hold in the least esteem in right. my head right now, who is this right. man and whether or not, no, no matter how you feel about his presidency or your politics or, or whatever, it's just, it's just not something we should be doing. And my social media yesterday was full of people gloating and celebrating and, and no, you're right. There's nothing to celebrate. You know, this is one of those times which really the coronavirus should have been too, to begin with, in which everybody comes together and you kind of forget your, ideological views and your parties you know we want the president to to get healthy and get back well and i i think if if it seems like the people's handling of the virus seems to go along political lines the people that are not wearing masks and out there you know in bars and in restaurants right now seem to be from trump's end of of the spectrum and that's you know that's just a sad reality that that that's how that people's science filters are politically aligned. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And sorry if I missed the uh, the opening there. I, well, I, you were kind of you were kind of muted. You know, I, I is, was muted. It, which and is such I have, a, a deal these days with yeah. uh, all this remote learning and Zoom meetings, and you know, it's like yeah. you start talking and then people are pointing frantically at you. You know. <laughs> Well, and I had my speakers turned off too, and and then I was reading an article, and then I, I didn't notice. So sorry for missing the opening, but um, that's okay. Yeah, but I listen, it's important that you read articles. I mean, so because we need, you know, Joe and I are like that. Uh, we just like, uh, you know, make up our mind as we go. So it's we're <laughs> glad that we have one educated person on the 
Yeah. 20% educated. No, we'll go there. <laughs> I, I see him. No, but um, I, I agree with what you guys are saying, and, and, and it's true. Um, the last thing we need is, is, you know, a celebration of any human being being sick. Right. You know, right. And, all, and, and honestly, the, I saw Joe Biden is removing all negative political ads. You know, sure. and, and, and yeah. you know, again, whether it, it's not about whether you agree with a, a, a political policy right now, it's about human decency. And it was refreshing to see a presidential candidate really show um, grace and, and, yes. and human decency. And, yeah. and I will say to, the, to anybody left, right, you know, right now, if you're if, if your complaint against a Trump is, is he's an awful human being and he's, he's this, he's that. If you are happy and celebrating him being sick right now, in, in my opinion, it kind of puts you on the same level as, uh, as him. <laughs> and, and in my, in my right. mind, I, I, you lose credibility making that argument. He's a horrible human being. And, and if you're celebrating right now that the president of our country is at Walter Reed, which which puts us a little vulnerable as a country, you know, you're you're kind of no better than him, and so right, um, good point. Yeah, and, and we true. We don't have to be on our knees saying prayers and lighting candles for the man, but I'm not. We just but, don't have to celebrate the right. fact that he's could be potentially gravely ill, and we're talking about a 74 year old morbidly obese man who, you know, it could very very likely have complications. Although he's getting treatment, this remdesivir that is not likely available to any of us should we no test i think positive. it is i think it's i think it's 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 in a small if i understand correctly i listened to a of virus expert uh last night talking so it's there's a, a been experiment done with say 300 people and it's taking antibodies from people who have recovered from um uh, covid and it's fairly safe, and it's showing a um, in just a small group of 300 people that a much quicker uh, recovery from the disease. So it's it is experimental, but you're I mean, and it is available to the president, and and it's not. I don't think it's super dangerous. I don't think it's super dangerous, but I don't think. I I don't I doubt if all three of us got sick tomorrow, all three of us could get that treatment. I feel like it's right. That you, you're pro. Yeah. Hey, that's he should he should be getting the best. He should. Um, I I was watching a little bit of CNN this morning, and Grant, my mornings are a little hectic, especially um, <laughs> yeah. my two two boys um, under six. Yeah. And well, and I yeah. and we had our niece sleep over last night. Oh man, nice. party! But um, so it. But I did have CNN on this morning, and there was a scientist, I forget from which hospital, but anyway, he was just saying it's true that his antibiotic cocktail he took last night was not FDA approved. It was experimental. However, he did feel like that was probably uh, the right move, and the um, treatment he received last night, his concern was he's not exactly sure how the cocktail and what he took last night would work together but he felt it was fairly safe enough yeah. 
and that the potential res positive results outweighed the possible risks is what this guy well, said. Uh, and basically yeah. what it's doing is it's giving the body a jump start with the antibodies right, right. to prevent the duplication of the virus. Right. All right, let's finish up the political part of the sports show with um, a, a statement that, uh, you know, um, we wish him a speedy recovery. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I've been finding sports sort of more enjoyable recently. And also, I it honestly kind of feels like it used to. Like, you know, at the at the end of a busy day, um, you can kind of watch some sports that you might be interested in. Um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but it, it, do you get a sense, either of you, that it's kind of getting back to normal slightly? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I've been watching baseball and flipping around between basketball, and that's kind of fun knowing that I have multiple sports to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I get what you're saying. It, it was, I was excited to watch the Yankees, you know, it, we, I've been up and down spectacular on the Yankees offense, here. Spectacular offense. Yeah, but, and, and that's it. That's it. What worries me is now they go up against Tampa Bay and I don't think the Yankees have beaten Tampa Bay twice all year. Um, so I as think a Yankee Tampa fan, Bay is eight and two against them. Yeah. As, as a Yankee fan, I'm kind of like, uh, boy, but you know, now you have Garrett Cole. You can try to get him to pitch twice. If you can sneak another one out, who knows? Um, I told you last week, look out for San Diego, right? Remember I said I look out for the Padres. They're going to be sneaky good. They, had, they looked bad in the beginning. It looked like they were going to get swept right out. You know, they, they, To me, they have with Tatis and Machado, they've got a, a swagger to them and and a little chip on their shoulder. They're going to be sneaky good. They are going up against the Dodgers, but you know the Dodgers the, the, more the best team in baseball by far, by far, by far. You're right. Yeah, and they but they've been that the past few years. The more pressure that yeah, this year though, I think is the best Dodgers team yet. It's unbelievable how good. I it agree. Is. I agree. So we'll see. I the Miami Marlins won, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I was hoping that the tech, um, the Astros would get swept. By the twins. I know, but I got a no, good feeling that Oakland will handle uh, Houston. I hope so. Houston's a 500 team this year, so well, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting too. This all seven teams from the two central divisions lost, so what we're left with are four divisional matchups. This is this is pretty cool, and I actually watched a little bit of baseball. Sort of, I, I've got YouTube TV as my provider, and they do this thing where... Which is pretty nice. YouTube TV is pretty nice. And my favorite thing about it is for every sporting event, an hour or two after the game's over, you can watch just the highlights. And so I watched both those Yankee games, and all you see are the, the key plays. runners and the scoring plays and the yeah. great, great defensive plays. I watched both those games in 45 minutes. And, <laughs> and it was, it, especially right. right now... Because everything's so jam-packed, I mean, this is amazing. There's, right. I actually watched all five major sports, if we're going to continue to include auto racing in it. <laughs> and, but last night, the, I had the basketball uh, doubleheader, are you, are you guys watching the WNBA finals? Yes, I, I actually started to. I'm, I'm it was good. As much, as, was I've good. Enjoyed, as, much of I, as I've enjoyed the NBA playoffs this year, the WNBA is, I would much rather watch it. There's a few reasons. 
the basketball is more basketball. It's less wrestling and, and leaping. And honestly, a big thing for me is there's no stupid fake crowd noise. And it really, you realize how distracting it is and how kind of artificial it sounds in all the other sports when it's not there. And that's the other thing is you can actually hear what's going on on the court. And I think they can do that with the WNBA because they swear so much less than <laughs> and they really do leave the mics live almost all the time and it's really really interesting yeah, to hear them strategize a little toast to women and their better taste than men <laughs> <laughs> but brianna stewart last yeah. night was just spectacular and sue bird who's sue bird is year in the league who's belongs at the top of any list of great basketball players men or women it just was looked like she was 27 last night it was there was Really, and really then, fun to watch. And then the, um, yeah, the other story that was fun. Now, the Las Vegas Aces, are they the ones playing Seattle? Yep. Yeah. So they have a neat story. They're, they're big man. They're big woman. The um, center uh, had retired, and uh, the Aces lost their all-star center. I think she um, opted out because of COVID. And so she came out of retirement, and so – she was a like she was a coach on the team, and uh, she's she's holding her own, and the the team is kind of fun. No, I I agree. WNBA is and what's neat it is you know we're a little plug for YouTube TV. Um, you know you can put it once you figure out how to get stuff in your library, which is not too intuitive. Mm-hmm. Then you can watch the NB the WNBA anytime or the NBA. You know. I've been watching football games like that too, just skipping forward 30 seconds at a time, missing all the in and out of the huddle. But the other intriguing thing about Las Vegas is they've got Lambeer as their coach who won three titles in Detroit, who's now on, you know, in a whole new venture. And he's, you know, he's so, I, I, Daryl, I know you probably still hate this guy from this. Well, that was, it's interesting (laughs) you say that, but because the, the uh, woman I was just talking about the coach that came out of retirement, went to Whit- Whitman H- Hanson's, you know, was a Massachusetts resident. And she said it was very hard in the beginning because, yes, <laughs> we Massachusetts people have tremendous hatred for lamb beer. But she says it's really changed. Now she thinks he's great, you know. And, and I think it's cool that he's coaching a woman's team. I think it's good. Personality-wise, too, he seems to be a totally different guy. He's not the a-hole that he was back when right. he played. You know, right, right. He seems to be. He handles the media well. The players seem to love him, and he can't. He can't argue with his success. Uh, so he's not like a, a who is it? Tom Hanks in a league of their own. No, 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 Bobby Knight. <laughs> none, none of that. Yeah. Uh, so back in the day, these if you listen to Celtics, you heard Johnny Most, and Johnny Most was like, "There's no other announcer like those Yankee announcers are, you know, obnoxious." But he was way beyond that. He was he was first off a homer, and then he gave the Pistons were uh, they were a brutal team. And anybody that watched the um, the uh, Jordan uh, thing saw a lot about how tough that Pistons team was. And uh, he would call. I think Lambeer was McNasty, but I, I don't know that they had Rick Mahorn and uh, you know, and he just had he had a gravelly voice. Um, and he just called them the worst names. It was, you know, called them thugs and criminals and all that stuff. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that was before my time a little bit. Well, actually, yes. not really. It, it, I was, it was no. I mean, Johnny Most. I actually, I was work before I became a teacher. So this is in the sort of the late '80s. 
um, I was working in a hotel and um, I was the front desk manager and Johnny Moltz was a guest and he came up to me with his gravelly voice and, um, and asked me to go get cigarettes. And I was kind of like <laughs> awestruck and I said, sure. And I, you know, he took his $20 and went and bought him two packs of cigarettes. I knew, I mean, and he died of lung cancer. I mean, so I didn't feel good about that part. But, you know, and obviously he wasn't supposed to be smoking either because this was like at the, near the end of his life. But anyway. Man, uh, yeah, basketball was definitely a different age. And, and when you had <laughs> the Lambeers and, and uh, watching that, um, the, the Jordan documentary, I mean, you just see they, they flat out clothesline you. Yes. Mikhail on Rambus. Yeah. The, uh, Celtics Lakers series around. And yeah, and, and now you would get eliminated from the league. You would get, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have a job anymore. Every, yeah, I mean, every, that, every foul that ahead, Anthony John. Mason committed in the mid '90s would have him ejected from games, and right. it would be a flagrant too. <laughs> right. Well, and, but the thing is, too, now everyone is that big, and the the guys that are that big have just such amazing body control. You know, you look at LeBron and Antetokounmpo. You put them back in those those times. They they dwarf some of those players, right? The big men on those courts. So right. it's it's funny that the players have gotten bigger and stronger, but the and but also their skill their skills have advanced. Yeah. So like Anthony Davis, the big man for L.A., my God, he's a spectacular uh, handle. So I I have a quick question for for Matt, our resident millennial. Are you, are you, are you, and not, did not, not, not as an insult as, as, as it is often used, but um, when, when you're not ruining everything like Applebee's and engagement rings, are you watching every pitch of every baseball game? Are you watching the three and a half hour baseball game from front to back or listening? Um, no, I'm not. But part of that. I can't watch, I can't watch baseball if it's not the Yankees. I have right. a hard time watching baseball without the Yankees. Right. Basketball, I can, I can watch. I don't really have a favorite, you know, a team. Football, I can watch any team. Hockey is kind of same as basketball. I don't really have a team. Um, baseball is, it, it, I can't carve out that much time where I'm not going to get interrupted. Um, you know, <laughs> With football and football Sundays, I have kind of a deal with my wife and I do the laundry on Sundays and I can say um, we will bring up all the laundry baskets. I will fold all the clothes in the living room. <laughs> I can watch football and then that kind of works mm. out. And then, you know, it's a good like deal. Tomorrow, though, we're going to I'm going to take Tyler and Jake to teach them how to play golf at a chip and putt. <laughs> you know, so Sunday football, I carve out time and, and I get things done, but I can still watch football. Okay. But what about the commercials? With football? Yeah, and baseball. That's when I, I fold. Mean, it's what? That's when, when I fold. fold. I know. But that's what, like, I watch enough TV that I have to mute the commercials because otherwise I'll yeah. be singing the uh, Liberty Mutual song or, <laughs> you know, whatever those awful, awful commercials. They just, and there's so much, I mean, again, since uh, as a non-millennial, um, back in the day, the commercial break was two commercials, yeah. just yeah. two. They were each a minute long and then it was back. And this eight 
commercials with, and then they do this trick too. Like if you're watching a basketball game, in the middle of the you know 46 commercials they show each break, they throw on a little sh shot like they're back, you know, a little shot of of the game or something. Shot. Yeah, you tune yeah. in and yeah. there's another minute and a half of commercials. So that's yeah, it's tough. And Joe, and I think what you were trying to get at is like. The point where nowadays people and and yes, my age, like we want instant gratification. We don't want the commercials. We don't want a long game. And and even even you know uh, the the political news of last night. Every 10, 15 minutes, you're kind of checking your phone. Is there anything? Any new update? Any new update? And I think you know baseball. I can talk baseball with my grandfather, who you know. Joe, uh, Matt, Matt just froze. Matt yeah. froze up. So we'll, we'll carry till he gets back. Well, and and it's funny. The, the he, new he reality, just, Joe, right? Of, of, well, it's funny. He, in, he talked he about yeah, muted, so, frozen yeah. Zoom Zoom yeah. call. Yeah, but it's yeah. funny. He talked about about you know attention span and age. Oh, there you are. You're back, Matt. You were frozen for a minute there. Uh, finish sorry, finish the story about the grandfather. Uh, so we we talk baseball, but I think my grandfather. He likes the slow, you know, the, the older generations, they like yeah. baseball being slow. Yeah. Life was kind of slower. And now it's not. I, I need something every 10 minutes. I want, you know, <laughs> we, my age, we, we, there needs to be a new notification popping up on our phones every few minutes. Otherwise, we feel disconnected. It's not uh, just you, Matt. I'm, I'll be 50 next year and I am the worst. I am so horribly addicted to those phone beeps and buzzes and I I'm like you I can watch if I'm going to put on a baseball game and let it play through it in real time I'm going to have to be doing five other things in the room when I sit down to watch a basketball game I sit down to watch a right, basketball right, game and right. that's why I, and Daryl but with the commercials I I haven't watched anything live live right here right. because I don't have the tolerance for that so I'll wait until 45 minutes before a game starts and I'll start right. it on my DVR and then I can skip through 45 minutes after it started. Right. Right. I could skip yeah, through the commercials yeah. and halftime and it requires a little discipline sometimes to stay off social media. So I don't know what, what's happened in the game 15, yeah. 20 minutes out, yeah. but yeah, no, it, Matt it is not just you. And I, I was actually hoping to hear you say that you were watching baseball front to back because it would be inspiring. Well, to... but no, but you would for the Yankees, right? I do. I well, yeah, and I would for so... the Red Sox if they were in. I'd I'd watch <laughs> enough of it to make sure that you know you knew what was going on. If if your team's behind ten to one, you sort of lose interest a little bit. Yeah. If the, the the games if they start at seven, that's a tough spot for me to watch the beginning of the game just because that's we're finishing up the boys' you know nighttime routine. We usually try to get them at like 7.30, quarter to eight. We, we do, you know, the bathroom. We read them a story, put them to bed. Once I can sit down to watch a baseball game at night, I can, I can watch through till the end of the game if it's going to keep my well, interest. Except, except, except if the game starts at nine, like the last Yankees game, which I think was the longest nine-inning game ever, ever. Yeah. Like and when you think of the brutal Red Sox Yankees four plus hour games that are just normal, uh, it's it must be amazing. And that game ended at one fourteen in the morning. So that's another issue that baseball has. That you know, football and basketball have ends. I mean, they might have a little overtime, but they have ends, and it's in a more reasonable time period. 
um, you know, baseball. You know, it, it's not <laughs> so on much the on. length of the game. I think it's the lack of, like I said, like I need a, you need a notification every few minutes to know you're still connected. Baseball, you can go innings without anything significant happening. So you feel like football, if a football game lasted five hours, I think I could probably watch it because <laughs> there's that consistent movement hit. Like I, I, but I enjoy football. Same thing with basketball. I think, you know, if a basketball game, there's constant flow to the game, there's baskets, there's a three pointer, right. there's defense, right. there's constant flow hockey, same thing with baseball. And this is the purists love this about baseball. It's not a knock on it, but you know, it, it, you can go innings without a hit. And if there's not a hit, what am I watching? I'm watching men stand around throwing a ball. I'm not watching anything happen. You're, you're watching Tatis make a brilliant play at shortstop. I can't believe you know? I have to step in to defend baseball here. <laughs> you're watching nine innings of shutout baseball. You're watching a pitcher right. at the top of his craft. That that I can get into. What I right. what drives me like, nuts is the in between pitches, the adjusting of the body armor, <laughs> and all these these routines, these fidget has to happen. Not to mention. I think it was was it Cincinnati. Somebody won a game, or San Diego won a game yesterday using nine relief pitchers. Yes, uh, in nine innings. In nine, nine innings. Nine, and uh, you yeah. know, yeah. that's extreme. Even when you don't have a healthy starter and you have to use your bullpen to run out nine pitchers. Right. You know, I think it was a record. Yeah. Um, so let me just you know, since I'm a generation older than you, Joe, and two generations older than you, Matt. Uh, like I've been saying to people, and I've buried in this remote world, and I'm on my computer six, seven hours a day. I have taken recently to saying, I wish I was born in the 1800s. You know, <laughs> I don't really, I don't want, I don't want this constant um, uh, attention grabbing thing. And I don't walk around with my head down reading my phone while I walk. I just, you know, and I think people know enough that they don't bug me all that much either. I mean, you know, uh, so anyway, I'm just saying. You're an, from, a grumpy old man, Daryl. That's Yes, why. I am. Uh, <laughs> a a curmudgeon. Yep. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to tell me by the rate at which you respond to text messages. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, if you want to read a, a book that explains what I'm like, read this brilliant book called The Man called Ove, O-V-E, by Bachman. And um, it's just a, a, just a spectacular book. It's wonderful. He's a great, great writer. He also wrote a great book called Beartown about hockey in Canada. That was terrific. Um, so uh, I want to go back to basketball for one second. We're about halfway through our show. So first off, I want to talk about the Celtics, and I want to talk about LeBron. So the Celtics, you know, had a golden opportunity this year. Miami was good, but, you know, I mean, and, and part of it was bad luck. The first game losing it with a half second to go, and then the second game, Bam's brilliant block of Tatum uh, to, to end the game. You know, those both those games could have gone to Boston. That would have certainly changed the series. Um, but it's I just curious, especially Joe, you've made some comments before about what you think what do you, what do you think the Celtics are lacking? Um, and because it does seem that they 
don't have that kind of killer instinct, the thing that Miami showed against Boston, the ability to win really tight games. They don't necessarily make good decisions at the end of the game. Um, but my big feeling is what was shown in their loss to Miami was they really need a good big man that they don't have. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got that hole now that the teams that they're competing with have that big man, Adebayo and Anthony Davis. And you're not going to get – there's not another Anthony Davis out there. But, yeah, I agree. They do need one more, one more big presence, superstar level down low. I think they really – what they really just need are a couple more years together. I mean, you're talking right. about three very young stars – and you know, 22, 23, and 26. They're right. three and, stars. And aside, yeah. beside them, you've got Walker and Hayward, who, you know, that's, you don't, that's not a big five, but it's a medium to large five. And you can win. I feel like you can win a championship with those five guys. I agree. And I, the problem, and let me just say something about Hayward a second. So he's really been a disappointment through honestly no fault of his own through the crazy injuries that he's had, he's only, he's an all-star. He's a great player. And he's only showing that for one brief set uh, time in one game in the playoffs and and for about 20 games in the regular season. He just hasn't been healthy. Well, but forget, forget trading him. He's got no value to anyone else right now. He's got one more year and hopefully it'll have a good year with no injuries. And you can always trade the contract, but you're not going to bring a player back. You're just going to be trading him to someone who needs some cap room here. And this, this may be Boston blasphemy, but if you want to bring in a top quality big man, you're going to have to trade one of one of your three big, one of your big three players. And if I'm Danny Ainge, I am trading Jason Tatum because he has, both the most return value and I feel like he was the of out of the three smart Brown and, and Tatum. He was the most disappointing in the playoffs did disappeared in big moments was, was gone for the first half of a critical game. I, and I feel like I can trust Marcus smart and Jalen Brown in a clutch moment more than I can trust Jason Tatum. And like I said, he's going to give you the, the best return and I don't know who's available in the trade market. It's a pretty thin free agent year. I don't know if you can even get that done next year. But if I'm a Celtic fan, I feel pretty good about going into next uh, season with, right. with this same roster. And they I mean, got the four, they've got the 14th draft pick. They, you can get a big man with there. Yeah. But I no, they're not trading Tatum. They're not trading. I agree. Tatum. But isn't it interesting? And and we we joked earlier, Daryl. You're like the grumpy old man with the technology, right? And and <laughs> I give you credit. You don't have to check right. that stuff regularly. But as sports fans, we act the same way about our sports. That like that's our society. We're you're we're talking about, and it, this is a healthy debate. Like people are actually debating whether or not to blow up the Celtics because they didn't win this year. Right. Oh, and when, Stevens not a great coach. When you know, if, if we reacted the same way to Jordan, we would have blown up the Bulls. Basketball yeah. has always historically been a sport of you need to kind of overcome and you need to wait for your time, keep it together. But we so often in sports are like, oh, you had two years, you failed. And if we treated Jordan that way, he would have, we would have blown up, they would have blown up the, the Bulls. You That's know? a great point. And the thing is, you know what else you could compare that to is Villanova winning national championships, mm-hmm. you know, with a team with really no major stars on it, but, but seniors, but t- play, uh, 
people have played together for uh, four years. And it's also something I really like about basketball. In baseball and in football, when you have the superstars, when you have Mahomes and, um, you know, Alex Rodriguez in his day, uh, you know, when you have those kind of players, you're in pretty good shape. But in basketball, you can have five non-spectacular players who just work together so well that the team can be re really successful. And uh, I, I think that's more in baseball than in other sports. Yeah. I mean, more in basketball. Well, yeah. it's funny, too. I think in football, the same thing. It used to be that coaches would get five, six years to fail before they got fired. Now we see a lot of coaches – Adam Gase isn't going to last half this season. We see yeah. a lot of coaches get fired after partial seasons or, or one or two years. So I think that that's, again, it's just part of our short attention span, right. Right. Our, our, our de evolution into blobs that stare at our phones. That's part of it is that we need instant results from our sports people. And that's why you wouldn't have heard people calling for Brad Stevens, people, people like me, by the way, calling for right. Brad Stevens to be fired after you know after really one disappointing year and some pretty decent team development but you know it's funny we talked about a couple of weeks ago the retread coaches being part of the racism problem in sports and now it almost almost um pleasingly we see that doc rivers is going to get another shot to coach in the nba after a oh, really, the really sixers too man that, that hurts because the sixers They've been an underachiever, and Doc may be able to do something about that. I really with his his track record is not that great, is it? Coach? His track record's great. He won a, a world championship with Boston. He's done pretty well in the Clippers. They did flame out, um, but no, I think he has a good track record. He won a title twelve years ago, and Kevin Garnett was the coach of that team. Doc Rivers. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I could have think... won two or three without some unfortunate. Could have, I could have won two or three, but I didn't. <laughs> no. I, I kind of, I don't know, Joe, I'm kind of a little bit on your side here. I, I think Doc Rivers is a little bit overrated. I think he's a good motivator and I think players respect him. Uh, and, and, and from all accounts, he seems like a really good person, but the teams that he's had, he should have had more success. And I think the X's and O's in as in the NBA are not that important anymore. I think what is important, like you said, he's a motivator. The players like him. They they'll listen to him when he talks because it is more about managing temperament and managing egos than it is about. I mean, teams don't run. Every NBA team runs the same offense. Everyone's just doing pick and roll at the top, and it's high screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's really no more offense in the traditional sense which again well and you, you guys are right i mean uh, and when you it's interesting when you hear spolstra and stevens talking in the huddle when they when they play a lot more of it now what and in the locker room what they're saying is not it's not x's and o's it's just like hey guys you got to play hard don't take any plays <laughs> off you know that's about all they say and it's i find it really interesting you know and what's funny is it doesn't sound anything different from what my little league coaches told you, what you're probably that, right, saying to your, right, your elementary right, school kids, right? Right. Now, you seven-year-olds, you got to give it all you and keep your concentration on this on this ball. You know, you. <laughs> and if that's, yeah. what, 
that's what we're paying a, a $10 million a year coach to tell $30 million a year players, then there's a, there's a I mean, Matt, motivation you know, that, problem. what we're talking about, what the coaches say is what you do every day in PE. You, do you feel that you could be coaching a, a NFL team or an NBA team? Yeah. I, I lost my calling. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it is. I missed it. I, I could have, should have, yeah. would have. But no, you know, I, I think though there are certain coaches, you know, you're, you're a leader of men and you, you, a big challenge right now with the mindset of today's athlete is really just managing them. And, and, and I, I do think Doc Rivers can do that, but you know, if, if you were that good, you, he would have won more championships in my opinion. Um, I think he's a little bit. <laughs> well, but, but Boston, you know, they really had a, a tough injury that they should have won two championships. They had some tough breaks there, but anyway, um, uh, you know, so, hey, let's it, do this. We do need to spend some time on football and what's going okay, on. Okay, but wait, I want to say one more thing about uh, basketball, which is, you know, I think the Lakers are going to sweep Miami. That and, was my you know, question. And, and hats off to LeBron. I mean, I used to not like him at all, but, man, you can't say anything about that guy. You know, 19 years in the league and still a dominant player, and his team's about to win another championship, which will be – mean that he'll have won championships with three different teams, Cleveland, L.A., and Miami, right? Which is and, – and in the finals so many times. So, anyway, hats off to LeBron. He And he's the, – the way he's adapted his game to the team that's around him, no other player in basketball has done that. And I'm, I'm, I'm done hearing comparisons You're right. between, You're right. between LeBron and Jordan. LeBron is – has so far eclipsed what Michael Jordan did in his career just in that respect, adapting to different teams. And honestly, if, and this may just be an error thing, but if you put five LeBron James against up against five Michael Jordans, Jordan wouldn't score a point because LeBron is so much bigger and stronger. And the things yeah. that he's done with that gigantic body I just I I'm I'm so I, I don't want to hear any more any more old men saying that Jordan was better than LeBron. <laughs> no Sorry. nobody's saying that. All right. So Matt, lead us into football. You gonna go to college or pro? I, I given the fact what do we have? Like twenty minutes left? We have twenty minutes, yep. To me, I'll, college is still confusing. I'm not optimistic. I, I they're gonna have a tough go keeping thing, you know. Springfield College is closing down campus uh, dorm rooms. So I, I just, I don't know. UMass, their team is, is going to play games. Well, guess what? They have no games on the schedule right now. Yeah. <laughs> so and they're an independent. They need you know? money, but they need they money. They need money. And but so, it's like, you know, and they're I, practicing, I, you know, uh, and they don't have one game on the schedule yet. So I'm, I kind of I have a, a hard time trying to make sense of what is happening in college sports, what's going to happen because everything I don't I, I don't know. When it comes to the NFL, though, this is interesting. So you had um, the Tennessee Titans came down with three players, two coaches, or, or two players. No, they're players. up to fifteen now. They're I think so. It, but it started yeah. with five. It started okay. with five testing yeah. positive. They shut down the facility. Um, no, the tests are climbing. As far as I know, no other team. They played Minnesota, and Minnesota has had zero positive tests. 
So this tells me it had to have been a low, a low man on the roster is what I'm thinking, right? It couldn't have been a starter or it was contracted after the game, right? I'm going to jump in, Matt. I think actually with all the equipment that you wear on a football field, I I think transmitting in a locker room or on a sideline is more likely to happen than on on the field, no matter how much spit and and blood is out there. I, I feel like you've got, you know, at the very least, you know, uh, just a face mask and a helmet is going to protect you from a lot of that, and gloves too. You know, that's interesting you say that, Joe, because the league made a big um, – they fined coaches for not wearing masks enough, mm-hmm. a very large, like 50 grand. Um, so 100,000. Yeah. And, you know, they're taking it seriously. So do you think – do you think that – Tennessee had one or two people that went out and partied or something. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because they're 24-year-old, you know, fairly rich people. And they don't have the same – they're not in a bubble. Yeah, I don't want to speculate too much because I we have no idea, but that's the only thing that can make sense to me. It had to have come from somewhere, somewhere person-to-person transmission happened. It, and without any other team testing positive, it had to be something isolated to the Tennessee Titans. And, and I'm kind of thinking it, it, you, you played a game, you went out Sunday night, you contracted it, and, and you brought it back. It, you know, is it something I, they haven't released names yet? So I don't know. Was it something that happened in the running backs room? You know, when you're going over film, I don't know if the coaching staff, if it was positional coaches that were that are sick. But what people aren't, at least I'm not reading or hearing people mention, this isn't a one week fix. If you're quarantining for 14 days, in my mind, that's three weeks of football you can't play. Yeah, but they don't do it that way, do they? They've they've canceled the Steelers game. They did. They postponed it to make it. Yeah, But how can people that are positive for COVID get back on the? They're not coming back to practice next week. Well, and they they had initially suspended operations till Saturday, and they were going to come back on Saturday and try and play on Monday, which seemed irresponsible for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're getting tested every day. I don't know they if are, in, yeah. that, in that situation, maybe they have – I don't know how, how they rule on you getting back. I mean, you certainly have to have several negative tests, more than one, well, and as before far you as, can come back. As far as how it got to the team, I don't necessarily think it, it meant players were out at, at, at the club. I think it's just as likely to have been – someone's wife or kids coming home right. from wherever right. school work right. market you know the, yep. you can catch this thing is obviously very contagious as our white house staff when now i think there's 13 people who are at that the the supreme court justice thing um, yeah. who have now tested positive so it doesn't take much and again if you're inside a enclosed locker room or meeting spaces it's going to happen and i i think it, I, I agree with both of you. I don't think there's enough room built into the NFL schedule. I don't see how 
every team's going to play 16 games. What would be maybe helpful at this point would be to cut two games off. Just make the last two games money, the last two weeks. Money, of the money, well, not going to happen. They'll make the money because these games are going to get canceled anyway. They just need to make room to well, make them up. Maybe. And then they're not going to well, push you know, the they season can always, out. They can always put the Jets on again. Every the whole country <laughs> will watch that. <laughs> oh my god! That's it. Like I, I don't. I'm. I'm curious. I kind of always felt that this week. The, the, I think so the Steelers and Titans game was postponed. I, originally, you're right, Joe. They said, oh, maybe we'll play Monday night or Tuesday. I kind of always felt they're just kind of saying that for now. But realistically, they're going to postpone it to later in the season. But I don't see how you now, what is it, like eight, ten actual players are are positive? They're not. But only on one team, right? All the other only teams Only on one are team. Clean. But that yeah. one team can't play another team. Right. right. There's an so, even number of teams in the league. Right. Exactly. Right. So right. what happened, what's going to happen is now, okay, this week, week four is done right now. We're talking about week five. Again, I don't know who the players are. So, but let's just, I mean, if, if your starting quarterback gets sick, it, even if you can sit there and say, well, you know, tough, everybody else who's playing is, is negative. So week five, you can play Tennessee Titans. What, product are you actually going to be putting on the field if a certain percentage of your roster is COVID positive and in quarantine? And, and you know, maybe I'm looking at it almost through a, a fantasy football lens a little bit too much here. <laughs> My fantasy football team's a little impacted this week, but I, I realize how insignificant that actually is. But it, but what if Ryan Tannehill, what if Derrick Henry it, or, or what if, you know, anybody, what if Cam Newton, you know, any team starting quarterback, if they go down, they're missing three to four weeks. And, and that is significantly going to impact the product and the outcome of what happens this season. It's not just going to be uh, one week, they'll play later week seven. You know, these guys might be out until week seven. I mean, I think we have to accept that COVID is going to screw everything up. It already has screwed everything up this year, the election, Every but sport wait a minute. Is. So, but you, you're seeing that you think that pro football will have more Titans-like situations going through the season. One million percent. Yes. I, okay. Yeah, I think you're 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 under a rock if you don't think this couldn't happen to another team. Well, they like started you said, you were absolutely pretty well. But it's unfair to think that these guys went to a club. It could be anything. It could be their wives going to right, the grocery right. store. It could be their kids coming home from school. It could be, you know, uh, uh, a UPS, you know, Amazon postal worker bringing a package to their house. It could be a number of things. I think you're you're a little naive or ignorant to think it couldn't happen to another team. It absolutely can and probably will. And it's not just going to be one week, one team. It's going to impact multiple teams. Interesting. But do you think they'll pull off the playoffs as scheduled? You're, you're, you both have doubts, it sounds like. I do. And, and here's why. Look at what happened with baseball. Baseball, the only reason baseball could get through it is because you can play every day. You can play double headers in multiple days in a row. Football, you I like said they, they turned them to seven innings, too. Yes, the you can that was only great. play football one game a week. Right. You're not going to put. You're not going to put a team. You're not going to say. And the the teams that play Thursday night 
get the next week by like that's there that's was the cba compromise hey if you want us to play a short week you need to give us an elongated buy you're not going to have teams that play a sunday a thursday and then a sunday again that's not so i don't see how if more and more teams have these little situations small outbreaks within your locker room how you make them up without extending the year past you know it well into march or april i just don't okay. there aren't that many weeks in the year I, I think some of that's gonna have to go out the window they're either gonna have to shorten the season by a couple of games to make room for some of these reasons money money they're not gonna do it money they're, they're gonna have they're gonna have to or else I they're know. gonna be playing yeah. until march and now, they, what about college college has had way more cancellations hasn't it college yeah football? yeah and this and the season's already are pretty thin like i know right they're like playing six seven game series right and, and there's only only a couple conferences are even playing out of conference games so yeah it's going to be and the, there was talk about expanding the playoffs because the season's so much shorter which have either of you looked at a top 20 uh texas number nine texas number nine it's, kind of that, a, like a, it's a it i don't want to say fake that's that's wrong to say it's it's nothing because you don't have any nobody in the Big Ten is playing nobody in the Pac-12. Not that anybody in the Pac-12 would be in it anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. Or, hey, oh no, Oregon. Oregon was ranked. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and maybe like a USC too, maybe. But um, it it's it just I don't know. It, um, I haven't really looked at it because I realize not every team is playing. The SEC had what one week in, and you know, so. Yeah. No. I mean, I just was wondering because I I just saw on the the stupid screen that runs at the bottom that you millennials uh, love so much that I keep detest um, that Alabama was ranked number two. And I'm saying, what? Uh, there's a ranking? So, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Clemson and Alabama. What else do you need to know? All right. Well, listen, what do we have left? Uh, five minutes. Joe, did you watch any of the Stanley Cup? I did. It was a little anticlimactic. Tampa Bay, you know, kind of took care of business. And, you know, the, I – I like I liked rooting for Tampa Bay. They've got a couple ex Rangers on the team who I was disappointed to see go. So yeah. I, you know, hats off to Tampa Bay. It does seem like hockey kind of got lost in the wash a little bit with the start of football. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it was playoffs. like yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I, I always enjoy the hockey playoffs. And again, watched it on DVR and you know didn't watch every minute of every game. Was able to sort of skip through things. I don't know if hockey really translates that well to watching in that manner hockey doesn't translate very well to television either hockey, hockey in, in person is also it's really fun it's fast moving but man it's a lot of times you don't see what happened to puck you know it's just yeah. like you know it's just like flies through people's bodies and arms and movements in the goal you can't you know? watch the puck you have to watch the players like you have to watch the goaltender's reaction and you can always right. see you, you can always know where the puck is by watching where the players are looking. They all know where the puck is right, on the right. ice. But what's amazing to me when you watch a hockey game live that you don't see on television is how players at one end of the ice are reacting to what's happening. Because when you're watching on TV, you can only see two, three, four players at right, a time. Right. When you can see all 10 skaters at once and watch how they sort of dance and react to each other, to things that are happening 100 feet away, it's, it is – it is hockey in person in the playoffs is the best thing in sports. Yeah, I agree. I, I, 
Well, well, I'd have to throw uh, college basketball in there too, in person is, but, and it's, you know, it's a little disappointing that um, my longtime season tickets, I won't really probably have them this year for UMass. Uh, When, when, uh, what do we have left? Three minutes. When will crowds ever be back? Because I was really taken Joe by what you said earlier about the crowd noise, or maybe that was Matt, but um, it, it is weird. It's weird, and it's different in each sport. The way I find baseball, the kind of and football, the kind of the worst, in the sense that when you see the home runs, when you see the kicked field goals, and you see that there's nobody watching, it's such a bizarre. And you hear this noise, it's it's bizarre. I think what we're going to see is what a lot of NFL teams are doing, which is allowing you know ten, fifteen thousand people into the stands. And I okay, so they're doing that right now. A few teams are, and I, what I like about that is that it gets rid of the fake crowd noise because they just let the the noise from the ten thousand yeah, people be yeah. the crowd noise, and I, I you know I, that seems to me to be the most palatable thing right now. You're gonna you've got to allow some of these teams to make some money, and you've got to people are getting pretty stubborn about well, going out now, to get their entertainment. So um, the Patriots are going to play the undefeated Chiefs. Are they playing in Kansas City? I think they may be. Um, and I wonder if they'll have a crowd. Um, well, they, Kansas City did have people. Didn't they have a, a small crowd? Yeah, yeah they did. Well, they had 17,000, I think. Does, for it does say limited in-person attendance. So, yeah. again, it's going to be that yeah. oh, 25% be or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're in Kansas City. So, uh, any picks? Are you guys all picking the Chiefs in that game? Yes. I, I You know, it's going to take watching the Chiefs pick apart that Baltimore defense last week. I don't see the chiefs. They're not going to go undefeated, um, but they're going to be 14 and two or something I don't, like that. You but know? I, and I don't know what, like I always felt with Tom Brady on the Patriots, Daryl, give me a wave when we're out of time. There was a one minute. There was a, a method. There was a game plan to beat Tom Brady. It was not easily executed, but you had to put your hands in your right. face. You had to break off his timing. I don't know what the the template is to beat Mahomes in this offense. And I would agree with you. And is and is you know Kelsey and all those and that new uh, rookie running back. Yeah, they, ton of weapons. But but the Patriots have Belichick. And if there's somebody who's going to come up with a scheme that may work against Mahomes, it would be him. Does does Bill Belichick remember the last time he was a seven point underdog to anyone? <laughs> I certainly don't. I no. don't. No, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. So what else? And then, um, well, in our last thirty seconds, high school sports are limping along. Um, you know, I know nothing. I got nothing for yeah, you there. Yeah, and there you go. So uh, okay, well, I'll get. We'll close out. Who's winning? Yankees or Tampa Bay? Oh, oh my God! Two Yankees fans—they're not saying Yankees right away. Come on, I, man. Be hopeful. Be hopeful with me. I, I'm going to say Yankees. I, Yankees. Okay. Yankees win yeah. in in uh, Yankees win in five. All right. Well, that's all it is. I think it's a five-game series. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, fun sports show. See you next week, guys. Thanks, everybody. All right. We didn't even talk about the debate. Oh God! Thank God! Oh my God! I don't have any more oh room my in my God. head. I didn't want. I didn't watch a second of it because I knew it was. I knew what it was going to be, well, and um, I had to turn it off after fifteen. I wasn't going to watch it either, but my friend texted me, 
And I said, okay, this is a, a remarkable thing. So I watched it four different times for about six minutes each time. <laughs> I could not stand it. I, I, I mean, Matt, if you had a kid that act like that in class, <laughs> that kid's out. That kid's yeah. out. You know? Yeah. It was it was disgraceful. It was. It was disgraceful. And it, it maybe was his strategy, but it, there's no way it did him any good. It, 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 if his strategy is to gum things up and, you know, that's his only hope is a, a military takeover, you know, uh, and I think our country's too strong to let him stay in if he didn't deserve it. If he Here's doesn't what I the meant, and this made sense. This election isn't normally, uh, you know, a general election. You're trying to get that 20% in the middle undecided. You got your 40% of the population who, who vote right. You've got 40% of the population that vote left, and, and you're trying to uh, uh, get that 20%. I read that this election is more about getting more of your 40% population. And right. so because 50 something percent of eligible voters don't vote and that's the that's the untapped that's the winning margin is in there right. not in the right. 20%. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly right. if if 20% of people don't know who they're voting for in this election they should stop <laughs> voting because right. you don't know right. which one of these right. two you back at this point. Right. Right. And so th yeah. that's what I read. And so it was interesting to actually say from that point of view, they thought that was Trump's strategy. As much of a debacle as it was, you know that his 40% liked that. And so does that get his 40% oh, out God. there? Well, and that's, oh. that's been his thing since day one is to yeah. energize yeah, his absolutely. people 40%. and screw everybody Which else. Is like, yeah. And it was so dumb of him because – if he'd let COVID be a national issue and, you know, let's forget politics and, and he put the science people in charge, he would have, he would have, he would have been reelected, you know, but anyway, let's just pray that he's not. Yeah, pray, thank God pray, he keeps pray. screwing things up. And, yeah. I, you know, and the other thing is, I, but he's going to come back from COVID. He's going to be a true believer. He's going to sleep in his mask. Yeah, he'll win. He'll win people's hearts back. Honestly, I, I have all these crazy fears. If it leads know? to a, a saner handling of if, if him getting sick True. leads to a better handling of the crisis, right? Great, and I, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poo-poo that just because it helps his election chances. Right, it helps the country as it should. Right. No, I agree. I agree. All right, guys, we'll right, see. You. It was a lot of Be fun well. as always. Great week.